0: Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Here's Matt Mosley. All right, it's Matt Mosley. Day three
1: of Mosley Vacation Radio uh, continues, and another another rough weather day. Uh, weather scares everybody off the beach. Sun has now reappeared. Folks uh, starting to make their way back to the beach, but uh, so far have been kind of up and down. The good news is the weather gets kind of nice and cool uh, for a little bit. Now it's sweltering, and uh, folks are, uh, again, making their way back out to the Florida beach. Greetings from Seaside, and thanks for everybody who's been a part of this one this week, and Aaron's done a great job of putting some things together. Uh, We've uh, got a couple more really cool interviews lined up for you in the 5 o'clock hour. We're uh, we're pleased to be joined by uh, the Baylor Bear Insider himself, Jerry Hill, and a longtime friend of mine was with the Waco Trib, now covers Baylor, uh, and and is with uh, Baylor University in several capacities. But it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, visit with Jerry today because I want to talk to him about this new Big 12 commissioner, several other things that have are going on with Baylor. Tomorrow, I've got a really fun one lined up for. For everyone um, we got a big track star uh, Baylor track star joining us and uh, but Brett your mark the news became official today from the Big 12 and the word is that Brett blew the group away in his interview uh, I can report that um, as helicopters fly over I can report that uh, President Linda Livingstone you know is was on that uh, three-person executive committee and uh, you know along with the uh, Chancellor the president at Kansas and then also the uh, president at uh, uh, at Texas Tech that's Lawrence Shoviak uh, uh, and uh, it, it's a it's an elite group and of course uh, you know this took a lot of people getting involved I know Baylor in tech uh, and, and I should say Oklahoma State as well have had a huge say in things in this uh, in this post departure of OU and Texas, and, and really played enormous roles in, in keeping this all together. An exciting day for the Big 12 as it makes its announcement that Brett Yormar is uh, uh, is. Um, is going to be the new commissioner of the Big 12, formerly with Rock Nation and then as Aaron talked about yesterday, Barclays uh, Center, that's a very famous uh, where the uh, Brooklyn Nets have been playing and quite honestly the Barclays Center became so huge over the last few years that uh, uh, instead of Madison Square Garden, which of course is still the most historical building in terms of basketball in New York, but uh, Barclays rivals it in the, uh, in the in entertainment and then what kind of games. And I think the Big Ten tournament there, there's just a ton of stuff that is held there. Uh, maybe the ACC as well. A lot of that stuff is held right there at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And, of course, that's where the Nets played. He was the um, – basically ran the Nets for – several years uh, from about uh, 2015 to 19 somewhere in there was in charge of the Nets I thought it was interesting Aaron that uh, Adam Silver NBA Commissioner was weighing in and just talking about the huge amount of contacts that uh, that this Commissioner has I, I Aaron and I can't say this enough and we'll talk about this with Jerry Hill coming up at 420 this was an effort to go a completely different direction and uh, uh, I mean I this is not even offense to uh, Bob Bowlesby Aaron and I both been uh, uh, you know obviously critical of his work over the years and I think that's well deserved but the the decision has been made it's not just about Bowlesby the ACC or excuse me the the Pac-12 also made a similar decision to go with someone from the entertainment industry that had put huge deals together. Um, I, I noticed that Fox, Eric Shanks, who runs Fox, uh, had a big quote about, uh, about Brett Yarm, Yormark coming over and taking over as the Big 12 commissioner. This is about, it's, it's almost like a one of these NBA players changing agents and deciding, hey, I need more firepower when I go to the table, when I go to the negotiating table. And the the thought is, Brett, your your mark has so much uh, respect in the industry. And then, Aaron, if you think about it, all the power players from the Northeast, they're all tied into ESPN because ESPN's in Connecticut and then, of course, has a, a, a huge operation in New York as well. But mainly, they're in the Northeast. And then Fox is out in Los Angeles, but it's not like they can't deal with each other on the two coasts so aaron i think you mentioned it yesterday and i think it was a fair point we can say we can talk about innovation we can talk about streaming we can talk about all these things and and all of that's important i mean this came this 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 was made this this uh hire was made with a thought who can do the biggest tv deals not only with the the networks that we usually think of Uh, That'll be in the marketplace when the uh, the the Big 12's deal expires here in 2025 I believe there's 2026 but Streaming will enter the the competition quite a bit and we're talking about Amazon the same group of course That's going to have NFL this year. I think Thursday night football Al Michaels um, uh, And and of course uh, Kirk Street will be doing those games What you're going to try to do is get as many Bitters to the table as you possibly can so in a sense the Big 12 said hey, we appreciate Bob you know for all he's done and of course he has uh, We were joking a little bit about it yesterday. He, he I don't know if legendary is the word but I would say that he has had a distinguished career as an athletic director uh, and, then as a, uh, and then as a commissioner. And, and he had several missteps along the way as a commissioner. Uh, but, you know, for a while he, he, he did deliver somewhat of a steady hand. The problem was the foresight wasn't always there. The Big 12, including Baylor and TCU, uh, basically got screwed out of a, uh, a, a spot in the in the CFP uh, in 2014. I don't know if a better commissioner would have insured a spot, but I know you couldn't have handled it worse than the Big 12 handled it. Well, Bob has to wear that. And, uh, and, and, and of course, the Oklahoma-Texas thing. He'll always have to wear that. I mean, it was a disaster for the conference. And and thanks to uh, President Livingstone and others and Mac Rhodes and, and, and some of the folks across the Big 12, they were able to land on their feet and, and quite honestly, land in a fairly strong position. Are they as strong as they were um, when when this happened you know before this happened no I mean I'm not going to try to pretend and and I know we can say oh, basketball is gonna be better this will be better come on I mean you know like it's not the you lost two enormous brands but that's where this guy comes in there's a thought that from a branding perspective in dealing with these huge superstar type agents and then entertainers that he he gets you to another level now Aaron I I sort of think that, you know, knowing the history of college athletics and, and these teams and in the history of the conference and the institutional knowledge, I think that's important. And I think that's why, you know, they're, they're going to have to put a really, really good staff around him. There was a, there was a thought internally, and they obviously didn't want to say this publicly, but in the Big 12 that... Um, the leadership in the Big 12 office uh, across the board had gotten a little bit stale and and while they were all uh, capable administrators in a lot of ways um, the everything was changing overnight and so some things needed to change and they weren't happening fast enough and meanwhile they were caught completely flat-footed by Oklahoma and Texas could anybody have been caught flat-footed sure sure but it happened to this group, so you need a new face, you need a new approach, and I, I, you need a new strategy. And I think that's what this is about. So, Brett, your mark is the uh, is officially. People say, well, once you're talking about this yesterday, we were, but it wasn't official. It was being reported that it was headed that direction today the big 12 uh put that out there now next uh, when when uh uh president livingstone is uh, uh going on a vacation a well-deserved vacation and she's always been extremely gracious about being on with us appreciate jason cook and his crew because they always make that happen so we'll uh, we'll catch up with president livingstone uh, soon and, uh, and and again we've had her on time and time again and, and we've always been the first place that she goes so we appreciate that and we hope that uh, will resume soon enough now uh, some other news out there uh, this is un- very unfortunate for the Mavericks we knew it was going this way it's become in the past 24 hours much more obvious that that's what's happening Jalen Brunson who was so capable and, and had such a uh, tremendous playoff run alongside Luca, and in fact, when Luca was out, Jalen Brunson put up enormous numbers, um, and in one game had over 40 points. I think he had 41 points in that playoff game um, against Utah. He is going to. Uh, it's become increasingly clear with what the Knicks are doing. To they're they're clearing and 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 get you know tr- getting rid and, and trading players and getting rid of salary. Um, Uh, So they can take care uh, and get a massive deal to Jalen Brunson. Could the Mavericks do a bigger deal? Yeah, but Brunson and again, I I think it's probably gonna be a decision he regrets But it's really not even the Mavericks could could actually pay a little bit more money than the Knicks He's gonna end up getting about a hundred and seventy five million dollar deal over four years with the Knicks but He's doing this because his father is now part of the Knicks. His former agent, who is his father's agent, Leon Rose, is the president of the New York Knicks. There's just a you know this kid went to Villanova up in the Northeast. There's a lot of reasons, and it's probably also not great that uh, that the Mavericks had an opportunity. To sign him to a four-year, $55 billion deal, and chose not to do it before the deadline. Now, there are Mavericks kind of kiss-ups, I'll call them, for lack of a better term, that are out there kind of defending the organization. This is this is uh, this is indefensible. It's an embarrassing day for the franchise. Now, that doesn't mean they can't, you know, have a nice fallback. We didn't know when they got rid of uh, Porzingis that Dinwiddie, uh you know, that, that thing was going to work out as well as it did. The folks who came back in that trade, um, you know, even even uh, talking about Bullock and some of those others, we had no clue that that was going to, Bertans even, when they ended up with him, that, that some of those things were going to work out, so who knows? Maybe down the road this will work out. I would say, for the time being, this is kind of an embarrassment. You get Christian Wood, you were going to have Brunson and Luca and feel really good about things, and now... You got to figure out something different, and you got to think. Okay, is Dinwiddie a starter next to Luca now? Does everybody get moved up? Um, you know, Hardaway Jr. will be back in the starting lineup. It, it, it. Might, the starting lineup might look okay, but the the backups, uh, the the next five, weakens. Uh, Aaron, in, as far as embarrassing goes, h- how do you rank this for the Mavericks? Is this another embarrassing episode? Of the uh, of, of you know how they usually handle free agency, or do you not have that huge problem with him losing Jalen Brunson?
2: I, you know, I I wish they could keep Brunson, but I understand why they waited till after the trade deadline, and they did offer it immediately after the trade deadline. But I I don't know. It's they've done everything they can since then to try to keep him, including offering him a bunch of money but I mean he's he's wanted to go to the Knicks his like you said his dad's there his ex-agent's there Dallas is a better team they can offer him more money they can offer him an extra year that the Knicks can't and he doesn't care he wants to go to the Knicks so I mean it is it is another kind of black eye on the front office but it's the old front office again isn't it no it would would be this because it was the last straight deadline but um I don't think this is as bad as some of the other moves they've uh-huh. made. It's not good, though. Yeah. I mean, But but you've got a team that, that's, that's going to pay him almost uh, close to max money for a guy that's – I mean, he's a really good player. He's not a max yeah. player.
1: No. And he's – I think he's been lured into this thought of uh, being a number one option, and I just don't think he's that guy – And, I mean, you wake me up when the Knicks are actually like a legitimate threat. They had the one year where Julius Randle got rolling and they kind of had that fun year. They immediately, this past season, reverted back to who they were. And I'm sorry, if Julius Randle is still going to be there, he's not going to play second fiddle to jalen brunson i mean they run everything through randall now maybe they'll clear out randall among with all these others they're trying to clear out but um it's That's- it's uh it's not it, i don't think it's a great i mean it, it, brunson had a beautiful situation with the mavericks and and I, while i know the mavericks screwed this up by not getting it done the only thing i will say Aaron, to your point is we might look back and go you know what that was going to be a hard, bitter thing to swallow, to sign him to like a, uh, whatever it would have been, you know, a $210 million deal, you know, because they could offer him one more year because he was with the Mavs originally, so they have, I think, what's called his bird rights. That that was going to be a hard, I mean, while they were, they were going to do it, maybe, maybe some sometime they'll look back on this and go they dodged a bullet we shall see all right lots to uh, discuss and um, I thought it would be really good today to catch up with a longtime friend uh, Baylor Bear Insider Report you know him from many many years at the Waco Trib Jerry Hill he's about to become a a grandfather I think he already is but uh, but he's got some very exciting news on the way Jerry is going to join us next Recently
3: on Game Time, we welcome in the new head baseball coach at McLennan Community College, Tyler Johnson.
4: As soon as we found out that Coach Johnson was going to get the job at Baylor, I was able to go ahead and communicate with all of our incoming guys and our returners and to kind of just calm them down a little bit because it's big news when your head coach is leaving, but when uh, you get to see a familiar face, stay around, they're pretty fired up about it.
5: Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Direct.
7: HowMet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., HowMet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at HowMet.com slash careers or WacoHR at HowMet.com. Thank you. The
0: cat Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here, too. He is. I'm a, Jimmy. Nice I need to say it. hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I we told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown
1: if you need permits. They're good people.
0: They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254. 254- they should
8: cut
5: me a break.
0: 23549- 235 house. In the city Or
5: fixitjimmy.com. That's me. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM.
2: At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com.
6: In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a qa and a style format, helping to break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with the Kalea Wealth Management Group, Look for your Money in a Cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Clay Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC.
0: Businesses that don't advertise are like fishermen who randomly drop a hook in the river, hoping for a fish to pass by. Eminem Broadcasters is the lure to bring the customers to you. Seven different radio stations, each reaching a unique audience of potential customers. Your customers. Advertise today. Email to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254 772 0930. That's 254 772 0930.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Brent Yomark has been named the Big 12 Conference fifth commissioner. Announced today, the league's board of directors. Yomark succeeds Bob Bosley, who announced in April he's stepping away from the commissioner's chair after a decade with the Big 12. Quarterback Baker Mayfield didn't completely rule out the possibility of reconciliation with the Cleveland Browns in the event that NFL suspends replacement Deshaun Watson for the entire 2022 season at his quarterback camp at OU. Mayfield said the Browns would have to make the first move. The New York Knicks have cleared some room with trades to make an offer for Mavs' Jalen Brunson in the neighborhood of $110 million. Astros go for the sweep of the Mets this afternoon, and the Rangers will try to sweep the Royals today. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central
5: Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
8: Deshaun Watson's hearing before the NFL and NFL Players Association.
1: All right, Matt Mosley, The Matt Mosley Show. ESPN Central Texas, live from a Florida beach on 30A, uh, Seaside, Florida, and uh, overlooking the beautiful emerald, uh, a storm has passed, uh, folks are starting to make their way back out to the beach, got a pretty, got a beautiful view of it over here by the world famous Budden and Alley's, and I'm being joined right now, uh, so pleased, because this man's been on call, and at any minute he may have to bell, and, and it's... For a great reason Jerry Hill, Baylor Bear Insider longtime Waco journalist uh, Joining the Matt Mosley Show Jerry, I really appreciate it I know you got some big <laughs> things on your plate Can you bring us up to date? Uh, well, um, I don't know if you want to share yeah. Any of this information no, no, live fine. on the air fine. Yeah, no,
4: I'm <laughs> waiting For uh, grandbaby number three uh, First nice. one To be born in Waco um, My other two now Are in the Seattle area so it'll be cool having uh, one actually here in Waco. But Jonathan, uh, my younger son, that he actually worked in Baylor Athletics Communications, him and his wife Erin are are at the uh, hospital now, uh, trying to trying to get that baby out.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. For, for for lack of a better term, I uh, uh, the grandfathers. You know, uh, as a uh, as a dad, of course, Jerry. You know, you got to. You got to kind of be in there, maybe even a little more involved than uh, than you would like. For some. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I agree. but as a grandfather, <laughs> as a as a, uh, as a grandfather, you just kind of wait out there with the cigars, kind of like the old days, and then uh, and you get to walk in there and, and beam and all that kind of stuff. So we'll we'll uh, we'll be thinking and praying for everybody and everything to go great, and uh, very excited for your family. Uh, by the way, do we? Uh, uh, is this a surprise uh, gender, or do we uh, do you already know?
4: No, it's, it's a boy, and so my second okay. grandson, um, Amy gotcha. my first grandson, was born four years ago, and then Micah James, um, the first girl in the family in about three generations was born <laughs> last summer. So, yeah, yeah, that's incredible. So now we, we've got another grandson on the way, so excited
1: micah jane yeah i'm sure yeah. nobody dotes on her uh no, after after going so long yeah. <laughs> without a without notice, a female
4: course, my, yeah my oldest son is a pastor and he's kind of working his way through the process he's got amos and micah already so <laughs> yeah
1: yeah boy that's the ultimate uh that's that's yeah. the old that is good. That's a good that's yeah. a good pastor going through some yeah. of the uh, kind of staying in the Old Testament. It sounds like right. to me. Um, right. But uh, well, Jerry, while we wait, a word to wait. And by the way, we'd like to break the news on the Matt Mosley show if there is any news that comes up later the in the word. later in the day or. <laughs> That's right. We've got the breaking news sounder. And we'll right. give it like, all, right. give all the dimensions, the weight and everything, but yeah. uh, we're very excited for you. Now, um, also, not quite to that level, but some exciting news in the Big 12. It became official today that Brett Yarmark, Yarmark is going to be the yeah. new Big 12 commissioner. And for people that don't know... Um, President Livingstone played a large role in this. In fact, this three person committee, the uh, Kansas president, I believe the University, uh, the Texas Tech president, uh, all uh, played an enormous role in this as far as serving on that uh, on that committee uh, Jerry at first blush. I know we've all kind of read and tried to dig in and okay uh, rock nation I mean you and I I'm not sure if we're as intimately knowledgeable of the rock nation as we need to be but right, uh, right. What, To my initial take Jerry was like this is like uh, I mean, I'm not. Even, it's not. I'm not saying it, 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 anything a bit against Bob because Bob had a long and distinguished career uh, in what college athletics. Year. But yeah, I, that's right. <laughs> Somebody said that. Someone, would, some, some would dispute uh, that. I know but, Aaron,
4: Aaron but, does not agree
1: with that. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron made that known, and I think uh, John had to push back on him a little bit. Yeah. But, uh I. Uh, uh, it, it, it's it's about as far different from Bob as you can find, and it and it's yeah. it's just it'll be fascinating to see how this works. But I guess to me, it's a little bit of what the Pac-12 decided to do. Right. Let's go right. outside the box and let's get somebody who huge events, huge entertainment background. I, I guess I guess the, the the qualifications for a job like this have changed even probably in the past five years. I would think.
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what you saw in the past was uh, these not retired, but, you know, former uh, ADs. Um, you know, those were the guys who usually kind of transitioned into that conference commissioner role. And now you've got just a whole different world. Like you said, I mean, this guy has not – he's not been on the college sports scene at all. Um, but he has been – you know, with the Barclays Center, with the, the Nets, and with NASCAR. So, yeah, it's it's pretty far removed from what Volpe has been. But Matt, I think the big thing um, that we're looking at now, uh, and I think it's part of why Pac-12 did what they did, is it's TV contracts, it's NIL, it's all of that. You know, how do you how do you position your league? And and that's why I think you're getting a guy like this. It kind of knows that entertainment business. It knows how to maybe negotiate with TV contracts and stuff like that. So I think that's why you're getting a guy that was really kind of outside the box that, uh, you know, you wouldn't think of this as a big 12 commissioner. But, you know, I think it's I think it's what we're looking at right now.
1: You know, as I said yesterday, Jerry, um this could, you know, as far as entertainment's concerned, securing Jay Z or Beyonce, sure. it might, uh, yeah. it might help in that regard. Um, yeah, you know, I I find it interesting now, isn't it funny when you whether it's hiring a baseball coach or hiring a yeah. Big Twelve commissioner, the next thing we used to sort of go gather our own quote, right? We'd call around, right. get people to say things, and now now they just provide you with all these different things people are saying. And yeah. uh, it, it, this guy had a very. Uh, uh, exalted um, uh, position with the Brooklyn Nets. And so that Barclays right. Center, as I was talking about earlier in the program, that, that's become a huge deal. I mean, they will never have the history of Madison Square Garden, obviously, right. but as far as like the events it hosts and all that kind of stuff, it's become a much bigger deal in some ways. And so I, I do find it fascinating. Now again, some of this stuff, you're right, he, he's going to have to help have somebody helping uh, mm-hmm. As far as institutional knowledge of the Big 12 and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but I'm, but I mean, Jerry, you and I can help him with like the Ann Richards and the, the Bob Bullock stuff, you know. Right. We'll, get, right. we'll get him up to we'll, we'll get him up to speed, but it's it's this whole thing, and yeah. I think you're totally right. This is so it's it's almost kind of like he. You know, sometimes politicians get a deal and it's like they just wanted to win a deal. They didn't want to govern. It'll be interesting to see how he enjoys the day-to-day of this because the truth of the matter is this next negotiation is everything. You had to have a new face at the table. You had to have a new approach, a new dynamic. And, of course, you've got these other teams that have come in that are not on the same level as the brands that are leaving. But, I mean, this is one of the great sales jobs you could ever have to do, and so anyway, I, it, it, this, I think what you're right about the negotiation part of this is just huge, and and you hear players sometimes go, well, I'm going to hire this guy because I need somebody else to negotiate this contract, I mean, this, this is this guy, this is line one with him, is this coming up in whatever it is, 2025, getting this next contract done.
4: Well, and, and you mentioned the quotes and stuff that were handed. You saw that yeah. one of the ones that, that was quoted was the Fox Sports CEO and executive producer. Yes. Eric King. I mean that's that's one of the guys that could be involved and probably will be involved in this negotiation. So the fact that, you know, he's on board with with, with him, I, I I think that's a good sign. So, you know, yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. But like I said, I think he's already got a good enough name out there that I I kinda like him being at the negotiation table. Um, not not trying to say, not trying to disparage Bolsby, but I, I like Brett Yormark being there instead of Bob Bowlesby. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, I'm with you. And, uh, by the way, he has an identical twin brother. So, you know, if he needs to rest or anything, we can send the brother in. They apparently work together. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know, but you think the Big 12 hired both of them, but just hasn't announced it? Brett's getting all the credit. He's, he's the
4: deputy, deputy commissioner or something, yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. oh man, it, this is going uh, to be exciting. It'll be kind of fun to watch. Now, you and I have not gotten to talk about yeah. Mitch Thompson coming back to Baylor. You know, these things generally don't happen. I mean, if you think about it, think of all the people we've loved over the years, the coaches, administrators, people that have come and gone, SIDs, you know, all that kind of stuff that we have this right. history with. And, and it's nice to reminisce and, and still get to visit with a lot of those people. But the thought of one of those folks walking back into our lives 20 years later or whatever is, right. it just almost never happens. Were you, um, when, when you got the word, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. you know. How great a job Mitch did, and, and how he's revered in coaching circles. It's not like he's not qualified, but the right. fact that they were going back to a mm-hmm. former Baylor era—did you? Was your initial feeling one of surprise, or, or what was your? How did this? How did this hire hit you? A guy who's known Mitch forever and and, right. and really knows the situation well.
4: Yeah, let me let me put it this way. I did not. When, when, the, when the search first happened and, and I, Mitch's name was out there from the very beginning. and what I had told somebody was I didn't think of this as a macro hire just because of what you had seen him do in some of the other coaching searches. Um, you know what he did with Nick, what he did with Dave Aranda and Matt Rule. Um, those guys had no Baylor affiliation at all and, and, and really were kind of off the radar. Uh, Mitch is on the radar, and, and certainly he knows Baylor. And I think I think ultimately that was a big deal, Matt, that, that this guy knows Baylor, he knows how to do it at Baylor, and, and did it for 18 years or whatever. So I, I think that probably was that final selling point. But, yeah, when it first happened, uh, I, I was a little bit surprised, but I I think they got it right, though. I mean, I, I think you'd probably agree with me on that, that they got it right. Mm-hmm. Because... I do think this is the guy that can that can get it done. And, and I know you've had some of the former guys on. I mean, you know, they love the guys. They, you know, they're falling all over themselves. And, and so many of them were at that press conference. Yeah. There were some big names that were at that press conference, and they all love the guys. So, you know, I, I think that'll be big too, getting some of those guys, you know, kind of back in the swing of it and, and having them around. You know, I think all of that will be good. Obviously, Zach Dillon – coming back as an assistant coach, but just having those the presence of all those former players that, that know Mitch and that they can you know, I, I think that's a big deal.
1: You know, Baylor fired basically I mean I know it wasn't called that, but I mean they you know, obviously they, they decided to part ways. I don't you find it fascinating that they they made that decision and with each day we find out that another member of the University of Texas baseball staff is out. Like they basically fired their whole staff after going to the World's College World Series. And I don't know yeah. I don't know quite what to make of it other than Yeah. The, uh, the other, the one thing I mentioned the other day is it does sort of speak to that college baseball is changing before our very eyes. I mean, these SEC sco- mm-hmm. schools have always loved it and been good at it, and, and, and they have been pouring more and more money to it. But that, that one move the other day had to shock everyone. The, the Minnesota Twins are, are having a pretty good year. They're like seven, eight games above 500, they're three games clear of the Guardians, and, and their pitching coach leaves to go to LSU. Right. Uh, and, and I know there's some, you know, some family kind of attachments in terms yeah. of him having been at LSU. I mean, but again, that's unheard of—a major yeah. league, a major league. So I, I find all of this fascinating, and I and I kind of feel like Mac looked at the crowds, looked at how we're, how the Bears are doing in other programs, and kind of had to say, you know what, I, I don't want to do this, but I kind of have to do this. Is right. what it maybe came down to.
4: You know, and I I was there at a lot of the home games, and it was it was kind of depressing. You know, you look out there, and and they're just not the crowd that you're used to. And and uh, Matt, I uh, my my older boys actually went to Bosqueville, so I I went out there for the first game of that Bosqueville Valley Mills series. Yeah. there were more fans at that, and that's you know two two a programs, very small town. And there were more people at that game than I saw I think all year at a Baylor baseball game.
8: So yeah, you
4: had to what are you gonna do to fix that? And I and again, I think that's where some of that, you know, being knowing Baylor, knowing, you know, how to do it here, I think that played a big part. And then getting all those, you know, former guys back and I'm I'm sure that Mac heard from some of those Former players that were, you know, trumping for uh, Mitch. So yeah, I think that was a big deal in trying to get those fans back and, and try to feel the again.
1: Yeah, there were some kumbaya moments along the way with uh, Steve Smith, you know, and and yeah. uh, I think Mac really sort of appreciated, maybe maybe even leaned on Steve a little bit during all that. I mean, Steve did not leave. You know, obviously, with great feelings when when he had that uh, long, great run at Baylor and it ended uh, like it did, <clears throat> and so th- it's it's really weird, man, how life kind of goes full circle. And it's really nice to hear that maybe he and Mitch seem to be in a good place now. And and uh, there's just a lot of there's a lot of fun things going on. And uh, and you know, Baylor's building a lot of things. And as uh, as you heard uh, Mac uh, say recently. I think um, the uh, the uh, a new clubhouse in baseball may be one of one of the next uh, big items. You know, so uh, you know you always got to be moving that sand, moving dirt seems to be the thing in college (laughs) athletics. Uh,
4: (laughs) All the time, all the time. And you know, Matt, I I did, and I think it was with you. I heard Steve say that Mitch called him that morning, and that's so
1: uh
8: cool
4: because like there was some friction (laughs) there, obviously. Um, and that didn't end well with them, but for them to be, you know, for Steve to be happy for him and for Mitch to reach out to him, to let him know that he was getting the job. I, that to me was a great sign as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them.
1: Yeah. And his, his, uh as uh, Steve said he called him Smitty which was uh, I think yeah. a, a very meaningful thing to Steve and and uh, yeah. a sign that uh, man really things uh, it's a great time of healing and all of that well before we get too biblical Jerry I'll uh, I'll let you return to kind of observing and monitoring you know my first person in our family before my child was born my sister I heard that she was reporting to the hospital and and I I got I didn't really maybe have a great grasp of the process so I called my wife as my nephew was on the way and I said we got to we got to get to the hospital, and I think you know, like, sixteen hours later, he arrived. You know, yeah. I, I yeah, dropped everything I was wild. doing, <laughs> and I raced to the, yeah. I raced over there. But uh, well, um, it's it's gonna be exciting. So you let us know, and we'll get to we'll get the word out there on the get that uh, on the show news when
4: alert we're ready,
1: Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron's got it ready to go. Yes. Hey, Jerry, thank you. Oh, there Thanks, it is. Buddy. There's the break. Joy, Florida. That's breaking. Hey, appreciate yeah, it. Talk to you soon, Aaron. Jerry. All right. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Jerry Hill, uh, Baylor Bear Insider and also professor over there at Baylor and uh, sports journalism. uh, Does a great job. And Jerry's been a great friend for many, many years, dating back to my morning news days. Uh, We've seen a lot of bad Baylor teams. And now we're seeing, thank goodness, a lot of really good ones. So uh, the Baylor women have added a new player. They just keep coming in. We'll provide all the news next
9: What a year for Baylor
6: Athletics.
5: Matt Meyer will hold the ball, toss it high in the air. Baylor can celebrate a second straight Big 12 Conference Championship. Baylor clinches it with a win over Iowa State tonight here in the Ferrell Center. 75-68, drop the confetti in the Ferrell Center. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central
6: Texas. I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we pushed to the side for something shiny and new. But now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20 year old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray-in bed liners, we have it at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Your Drive in Waco.
7: HowMet Aerospace in Waco is holding their weekly on-site hiring event. Every Wednesday from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m., HowMet Aerospace will conduct on-the-spot interviews and making offers to qualified candidates that day. Bring a current resume and be ready to interview. Entry-level production to experienced roles, as well as professional positions are available. Great pay and benefits starting day one. Can't make it? Apply online anytime at HowMet.com slash careers or WacoHR at HowMet.com. Hey sports fans, Old Chicago Pizza and Taproom is the best place in Waco to watch all the sports action. Old Chicago offers a world of discovery with our scratch-made pizzas, and tossed wings, and our 110 local and legendary craft beers from down the street and around the world. Stop in to enjoy your game day and catch your favorite team and game on our TVs. Whether dine-in, curbside, or delivery, get game day ready at your neighborhood Old Chicago. Old Chicago, where pizza and beer are best friends. Visit Old Chicago Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace.
5: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Brent Yeomark has been named the Big 12 Conference fifth commissioner. Announced today, the league's board of directors. Yeomark succeeds Bob Bosley, who announced in April he's stepping away from the commissioner's chair after a decade with the Big 12. Quarterback Baker Mayfield didn't completely rule out the possibility of reconciliation with the Cleveland Browns in the event that NFL suspends replacement Deshaun Watson. For the entire 2022 season at his quarterback camp at OU, Mayfield said the Browns would have to make the first move. The New York Knicks have cleared some room with trades to make an offer for Mavs Jalen Brunson in the neighborhood of 110 million. Astros go for the sweep of the Mets this afternoon, and the Rangers will try to sweep the Royals today. You can hear that game on Fox Sports Central
5: Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Boy, it's become college football, college baseball,
1: college basketball. It's it's all out there, and it never stops. This stuff, just because of the portal, it continues. Now, Aaron, if they, if they make it in Windows, it could really cut into some of your Campus Confidential information. But I, I feel like you'll be able <laughs> to... Uh, you'll be able to fight through it anyway. uh, As we continue to come uh, to you from uh, Seaside, Florida, right near Destin, hard by, oh, this ocean view right now, just the gulf, everything looks uh, beautiful and uh, a storm has rolled away and uh, we've got some sun back out. I'm out here basking in the sun. Um, Okay, Aaron, take it away,
2: please. Talked about it kind of all day, but uh, bears repeating. The Big 12 Conference has a new commissioner. It's Brett Yormark. He served as the COO of Jay Z's Rock Nation since being promoted to the uh, to the position in January. He was previously COO of Rock Nation United. Before that, he was he uh, served six years in NASCAR. He was also of the the leader, uh, excuse me, in charge of the uh, Barclays Center and and that's organization for a few years so that's quite the extensive resume, but Brett Yormark is the new Big 12 Commissioner as they get ready to renew their rights deal coming up in
0: 2024.
1: Well, um, golly, is it that fast? I mean, the interesting yeah, the, you know, the, the rights with uh, that they put in place to keep Oklahoma and Texas, I know, goes through 2025, but you're right. The TV, the media rights thing has been hanging out over all this. Bob Bowlesby wanted to go to the table early and kind of test the waters. Uh, the, the networks did not want to do that. Then things got truly messy in the aftermath of the Texas OU thing. Bowlesby went on the offensive. And called out uh, ESPN and basically threatened to sue ESPN for collusion. Of course, one of that's one of the many reasons Bob Bullsby will not be in place for this negotiation. Brett Yarmark comes in. Uh, Brett is 55 years old and uh, has worked his way up uh, in a, in various, uh, uh, but has not been in college athletics. So it is a true outsider uh outside the box and in this case i mean i i think it's probably what is needed it's um they need to surround him with the right people in a lot of ways get him up to speed uh it's somewhat similar to what the uh, the pac-12 decided to do i believe they had someone that came in that had uh association with like old places out in vegas like mgm and but he was he was in the entertainment world and that kind of thing and if there's anything this guy has done over the years, it's he understands contracts and he understands dealing with huge personalities. In this sense, it's just getting to the table, finding common ground in doing something that makes all the partners happy. And I think it's gonna be fascinating because I have no clue how much less you're, you're worth to the, because from a negotiation standpoint, ESPN, Fox, whoever else ends up at the table, maybe streaming, um, they're going to pound the fact that OU and Texas are not part of this anything anymore. And they will point to statements already made by Bob Bolesby and others of how much value the Big 12 is losing so some of that will be now used against the Big 12 and some of the statements they even made before the the state Senate uh, about a year ago or so so the whole thing is um, fascinating I I tend to be excited about the fact that this person is not viewed he doesn't show up with a bunch any kind of baggage and he's not hurt by, you know, OU in Texas did not leave this guy behind. He had nothing to do with it. It didn't happen on his watch. And so the baggage, and, and fair or not, that that leaves on a conference and its commissioner isn't attached to him. He, he comes into this with a clean slate. And so I think that's uh, extremely important to keep in mind. But uh, congratulations to Brett Yormark, becomes officially the new Big 12 Commissioner, fresh from Rock Nation.
2: We've talked about the hot streak that Baylor football recruiting has been on. So has recruiting for the University of Texas since Gaining the commitment of Arch Manning, the top-rated prospect in the 2023 class. The Longhorns have picked up eight commitments, including four from, excuse me, three from the ESPN top 100, uh, top 300. Today, they picked up a commitment from Jonte Cook II. He is the number 43 overall prospect in the 2023 class. He's a six- foot 175 pound wide receiver from DeSoto. he joins safety Derek Williams, the number 76 overall prospect and wide receiver Jonah Williams uh, Wilson excuse me, as the, the number 20, number 278 prospect. with those commitments that they've gotten w- since Arch Manning committed and with Arch Manning's commitment they now have the top rated class in the country.
0: Whoa, my
1: goodness, Texas has gone to number one, and it does feel like Arch has turned into a recruiter, and this guy is a magnet. I mean, he is big time in that world. Now, the Baylor 2023 quarterback, I wanted to remind everybody, Aaron, and I think it fits here, uh, is at the Elite 11 camp right now. I believe that's out in California. And uh, has, according to some things I've read, has uh, been viewed as one of the, the top five quarterbacks in that group so far and the way he's performed. Some of this is like made-for-TV kind of stuff. Okay, I, I don't, I don't want anybody to read too much into it. Like I don't, I would be shocked if Arch showed up at that. I may be wrong. We can look and see if Arch went to Elite Eleven, but. Um, this Baylor 2023 quarterback, Austin Novoside, did. And he's been getting rave reviews. And here in the next couple of days, or even maybe early next week, we'll have the director of this Elite 11 camp. He always comes on with us, and we'll get uh, his comments. I, I, don't, I don't know what to think right now. He's, he's committed to Baylor until he isn't. He just picked up a Texas A&M offer. After an unofficial visit, and he picked up a, a offer from Ohio State. His both his parents went to Texas A&M. He is looking at places. As long as you're like taking unofficial visits, you're not truly committed. Now that's okay. I mean, that doesn't mean Baylor did anything wrong. I mean, you still, if you can get a commitment, why not? But I I think it's fifty fifty. Uh, it, that often of Novicide is going to show up on the Baylor campus. And and that's a scary thing right now because Baylor lost its 2022 quarterback and they don't really have anybody for that class. And if Novicide decommits, that would be two straight recruiting classes without a quarterback. That is an issue, um, but you know, I right now the class is looking really good like if i'm austin nova i'm thinking golly i mean i can go to ohio state and have to compete with two or three guys from the 2023 class or i can go to baylor and be the man i would lean toward going to baylor and being the man but i went to baylor was not the man (laughs) but i did i did uh, i did uh, you know i uh, enjoyed my time there on the intramural fields I don't even think I was the man there either, but uh, we had a we had a good run there with the Fijis. Uh, Aaron, any any uh, any other items here?
2: Yeah, one more. Uh, the final game of the women's college world series outdrew the final game of the men's college world series in TV viewership. The women's game had 1.74 million viewers. The men's game had 1.54 million viewers. Oklahoma's title clinching win versus Texas was the most watched college softball softball or baseball game of 2022. I just found that fascinating. And uh, I think it's a credit to how much the sport of softball has grown. It's uh, pretty incredible that it outdrew the the baseball finals.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think, Aaron, if both of those were truly on, like, main ESPN. They were. uh, Okay. I – because a lot of the women's college world series was was on uh, espn two, some of the uh most of the men seemingly was on espn but that's interesting because that is a straight up um I, I guess the only thing you would say the men's championship game was on a sunday i wonder if the men, uh, the the women's i'm trying to think aaron do you remember was it over the weekend or was it on a weekday um yeah, no matter what the truth is that's that's a historical thing and i think both are very popular i think college baseball is very exciting and very popular right now but what a tribute as we celebrate 50 years since title 9 and more opportunity for uh females in athletics uh, th- this is this is one we we all should celebrate and uh and I don't even think it's one where college baseball should feel embarrassed or anything like that. I think it's more of a the, the women's game has just become very popular and people love watching it, and that's great. It's awesome. Now, could some of that trickle down into some other women's sports, you know, college basket, women's basketball? I mean, I think they get pretty good numbers as well. But I think what ESPN has found is that putting more and more college softball on the air is a great thing and that people love competition and they love great storylines and college uh softball offers both of those and they also uh people sometimes Aaron act like they don't like um, dynasties um like Yukon's women's basketball uh for instance um, maybe even like the Golden State Warriors but the truth of the matter is I think I think in sports, when you have a dynasty like Oklahoma, more people watch to see if it might end, to see if it might come to a close. And uh, I, I find the whole thing very interesting. Good note though, that's a good one to end on, Aaron. Uh, college, uh, the uh, uh, w- you know softball championship, the World Series, wow, the women outdoing the men that is very very noteworthy all right aaron what do we have uh tell everybody what we have coming up in the next hour
2: coming up um, we will hear your conversation with baylor men's basketball coach scott drew from a few weeks ago as he talked about this year's recruiting class and the additions through the transfer portal also his new book and we will also hear from former Baylor great and Rockies pitcher Jason Jennings, who you talked Ah. to right after it was announced that Coach Thompson would be the new Baylor baseball head coach and he was obviously very excited about that. We will hear that conversation as well coming up next hour.
1: Boy, that's nice. That is nice. Aaron, thank you for everything you've done. Uh, two really fun ones. Also, Scott talking about that Gonzaga matchup coming up that they're going to meet and play in uh, uh, one of the Dakotas. Is it North Dakota or South Dakota? Aaron, I think it's South Dakota. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, uh, it's this is great. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you to Jerry Hill. Tomorrow, Aaron, also uh, a note that uh, – One of Baylor's, maybe the next great track star to come out of Baylor uh, that just won a huge uh, race in Oregon is going to join us tomorrow at 420. Some really cool stuff coming up. Stay tuned. we got great interviews coming
5: up in the 5 o'clock hour. We'll talk to you soon. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222 DC Waco, K265 DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas.
6: I'd like to tell you a story of one of the largest forgotten groups in America. You might be sad or even a little shocked to learn that this precious group provided the muscle and the drive that kept America working. But now they sit forgotten in a dark garage or in the back of a driveway, sometimes even a yard or a field. I'm talking about the forgotten trucks, the ones we push to the side for something shiny and new now that new trucks are in short supply, that old truck yearns to add new chapters to its story, to feel alive with its steering wheel gripped in your hands. It cries out, I'm not old, I'm just getting started. And at Pickup Outfitters, we celebrate the classic, the future vintage, the retro trucks, whether that's a 2014 used truck or that 20-year-old you got from your dad. Put it back to work again, get it dressed up again, and let us help you do that at Pickup Outfitters. Hitches, bed covers, floor liners, spray and bed liners. We have it
5: at Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lakeyard Drive in Waco. Game time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Morrison's Gifts. Waco's gift store since
3: 1979. would like to thank all of our friends, family, and customers for your support during the last two years as we've experienced some trying time. Morrison's Gifts prays the return to normal will continue. Morrison's Gifts wants to extend a special thanks to Eminem Broadcasting, ESPN Central Texas, and Shooter FM for helping to grow their business. At Morrison's Gifts, they thank the community for shopping local. Morrison's Gifts is a Baylor alumni-owned business. Come see morrison's gifts on the corner of waco drive and valley mills drive next to jason's deli
2: calling all my
4: local ladies this is Tori down at Harley-Davidson of Waco. Our season is in full swing, and we are looking for new rock stars in all departments. If you're tired of your everyday run-of-the-mill gig and long for something greater with good, solid income, then hightail yourselves down here ASAP. Bring your spunk and enthusiasm. Do yourselves a favor and join our rowdy bunch today. Come see us at 4201 South Jack Colchin Freeway, right off I-35 and New Road, at Harley-Davidson of Waco, where you'll never
5: ride alone. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m.,
3: Slovaczeks, you'll love our sausage. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire chain you blocked yourself out of your vehicle or you're stuck in the mud remember big boys record service can help with heavy hauls as well no job too big or too small they do it all in business since 1983 big boys record service call 254-662-3031 and remember slow down or move over
5: serving part-time in the army national guard has led to a lot of firsts for me it paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me.
3: Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station.
5: Your weather report is brought to you by the Nitsi Group.
7: Since 1949, the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered Texans policies for their personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs. Check them out at nichigroup.com. With the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency, Texans can go to one company and get access to insurance coverage options from many carriers. Learn more at nichigroup.com.
2: Your ESPN Central Texas forecast for tonight. It's going to be slightly cooler. We'll see an overnight low near 68. Tomorrow, sunny and hot with a high near 98 the rest of the week. And through the weekend, slightly cooler with highs Friday and Saturday of around 92 overnight and lows near 75. Currently, it's 96 at ESPN Central Texas.
0: Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley.
2: It is the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The best of the Matt Mosley Show here in the 5 o'clock hour with Matt on a sunny beach in Florida. We will hear now his conversation with Baylor men's basketball coach Scott Drew from a few weeks ago where they discussed Baylor's incoming recruiting class, the uh, players added during the transfer portal, Coach Drew's book, and much more. Here is that conversation.
1: Drew could hear all those uh, all those sponsors, know how popular the Matt Buckley show is. That's obviously why he wanted to be on today, to reach such an enormous audience. Scott, uh, great to have you back. I was so excited to get to, visit with you and there's been a lot of news breaking around Baylor and your team but today's news was very exciting with the uh, Gonzaga and the Bears. Uh we got we well, lost one of those games a few years ago and we were bummed yeah. about that and then we beat them to win the national championship. Uh th- this is going to be a lot of fun on December 2nd in of all places South Dakota. I, I you, I need you to explain why, where, because uh, that's. I think that's a, well, a very think, historical isn't that place. Where
10: you have your winter home, isn't that where you <laughs> have your winter home at?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love the ice fishing in South Dakota. Yeah, I, I had to question. I had to question the wisdom of a South Dakota visit on December second. But I am fascinated with the um, with the, uh, the, the the Sanford Pentagon. I mean, now how yeah. long have you been aware of this? venue and and have you um have any of your teams uh have you have you been to this place before
10: no but the teams that have been up there really ran in and raved about uh, uh what a great venue it is and just uh how uh, how the fans really uh back whatever events there and i know they when covid uh battle for Atlantis was canceled they had their event up there and uh again Um, From there on out, it it seems like uh, uh, each and every year they're going to have big events or big games because of the financial support, because of the uh, uh, fan interest, and in in the great venue site. So it's a smaller venue, but uh, uh, any fans, Baylor fans that make it up there, they're going to love it because you're right there on top of the action. And obviously, uh, you got a great game. I mean, last time we faced each other, what was it, over 16 million people watched that game? Um, So uh, with Coach Few and uh, us, we have the same schedule and philosophy. You want to challenge yourself early and uh, get yourself ready for conference. And uh, these kind of matchups in the non-conference are what makes college basketball so exciting in the non-conference.
1: Do you set these things up when you and Coach Few are fishing together? Uh, Apparently... (laughs) You both share a love of fishing. Y'all have a uh, – y'all developed a really neat friendship over the years, and uh, I know think a lot of each other. Um, it, it, do you uh, – I mean, when's the last time y'all were able to uh, uh, hang a lure out there together?
10: Well, unfortunately, because both of us uh, uh, are, live so far apart, uh, we, we vicariously share fishing stories by the pictures we send each other. I think <laughs> some of his might be fake, too, because them are pretty big fish. <laughs> but uh, but, but uh, uh, on a serious note, uh, um, I mean, Coach Jacobs uh, it, it, on our staff has been in both places. Rim, um, uh, who was on our staff, played at Gonzaga. Roger Powell, who worked with my brother on his staff, is up at Gonzaga. Um, so just so many uh, different uh, uh, um, interactions between our staff. And at the end of the day, uh, Coach Few, what I love about him is in the non-conference, they he, he'll play anyone, anywhere, anytime, like we will. And really, when when the when COVID first hit, both of us wanted to schedule like a four-game pod to start the year and play everybody over that time. And I think uh, us in Zaga, Villanova, and Virginia were ranked like top four at that time, or four of the top teams. were like Let's get a pod and play it. And from there, we've just always talked scheduling. We played some. Times before we've always had great games. who scrimmaged against each other, and one thing is, win or lose, you walk away a better team. And whoever loses uh, in the non-conference, it, it definitely doesn't hurt your resume at all.
1: I saw that Razier Bolton decided today to stay in school. I think he saw this game was going to happen, and he decided not to go to the NBA. And he decided he wanted to be a part of this thing at the Pentagon.
10: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, uh, People coming, uh, uh, Baylor and Gonzaga are excited about playing these kind of games and with the uh, great venue and great turnout nationally televised. So um, I'm sure that probably had uh, something to, to influence him. And I know Gonzaga has a couple other players right now that still haven't made a decision. And maybe this comes into effect, maybe it doesn't. But I know uh, uh, why Gonzaga's been good, why our program's been good. It hadn't been one player or two players. Um, it's been the culture and development of the program. So, regardless who they have and uh, who we put out there, usually uh, it's a very competitive team.
1: Did you send Coach Few one of your uh, your new books that you uh, that you wrote? Did you uh, did you send him one at least? I mean, I know you've I uh, you've been very generous. You,
10: I was waiting for you to let me know if it was worth sending to anybody. So I'm waiting for the official Matt Mosley book review. So um have you have you read it yet have you had a chance to finish it
1: absolutely um but i i'm a tough critic you know i'm i'm uh i spent some time had an english minor i mean i i i can be a tough critic but i enjoyed it i enjoyed it, it was a quick read uh and and of course i knew some of the stories but then some of the stuff i was like oh wow that's kind of cool i didn't know that yeah. so yeah yeah i think it's good i think you should send mark one i think he would enjoy it i'm sure uh if I recall correctly, I think Gonzaga makes an appearance in that book. He may not want to. <laughs> he may not want to relive that. Is the only problem. Yeah. Uh, talk, yeah. Talking to Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. I, it was exciting news, by the way, that uh, Adam Flagler decided to to uh, pull himself out of the NBA draft. And, and I, th- I think we we thought that was going to be the case, but but Scott, you never totally know. Uh, I know um, I know you got to be excited as a staff to get back such a incredible character guy, but also a heck of a player.
10: Absolutely. And uh, uh, again, uh, in the coaching profession, I mean we're we're a better team whenever our players come back and don't go to the draft. but at the same time, part of our job and part of the reason we attract such great players is we've had success of helping put people into the draft. So the good thing is, if good business is both of us benefit. Meaning, if they can be a first round pick, get a three year guaranteed deal. If if they can get drafted where they want, well then it's good if they come out. And if they can't, it's it's great as well because uh, college basketball is the second best league in the country. And what I mean by that is, I mean the way you travel with charters and uh, the, the fan support, the TV recognition uh, nowadays with NIL. I mean, it, it, it's it's a great opportunity for young people uh, that want to be in college and part of a program and grow their brand. And Adam's one of those guys that what makes him so special is, uh, is, as you know, one day when he's done playing, he wants to be a pediatrician, but he's got such a big heart, really cares about others, and uh, uh, is, is going to be a great leader, great teammate. And like you, probably uh, uh, in the book um, – it was an easier read for him. You know, us coaches, we use uh, uh, a lot easier words, smaller words. I joked that I, I was going to make a picture book, but Don Yeager helped put words in there. So um, you, you and you and Adam probably read it uh, at the same level and uh, uh, a lot more syllable words than, than we put out there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, it's a compliment. When you say an easy read, you want, like as a longtime writer, uh, if the editor said to me, Mosley, that was a breezy read that is a big compliment for like a story that oh, I would have great. written, yeah, i mean I, I you used to read a few of my stories back in the day i may I may need to get a few a few going again uh it is Scott Drew joining us on the matt mosley show e s p in Central Texas. Now, I want you to explain something I, I still get asked a lot about this Matthew Meyer. He announced by the way, on our show the other day. Uh, that he was going to Illinois, and I and I thought that was a really uh-huh. neat thing. And he was extremely yeah. complimentary of you and the program. Um, that's a little bit strange when this happens, and I've tried to explain to people that he's, go, you know, y'all thought he was going to the NBA. You had to move on, yeah. get you know, uh, bring in people from the portal. You have people that play his position, but it's still Scott. That's when it, when he decides, hey, I want to play another year of college basketball. That that puts you in a really interesting spot can you walk us through kind of you know how you handle that with a player especially one that you love as much as you love Matthew Meyer
10: well and that, and that's where like with uh, Matt I, the great thing is he's going to finish uh, his degree uh, this first summer session you know graduate as a Baylor grad and so excited for what he's achieved at Baylor um, degree in hand national championship back-to-back conference championships so He's really achieved a lot and uh, had a, a, a very storied career. And he's matured and, and grown so much uh, during his time at Baylor. And I know he's appreciative of that. I know we're appreciative of having him part of the program. That's really with the, the timeline, the way things are, are set up, it makes it, it, it makes it difficult because if you have three or four people looking at the draft and it, it, you have to make real-time decisions. And what I mean by that is People make decisions to come back. They make decisions to go out, and based on the intel you have, um, it, you, if you if you don't have, you don't sign any recruits, and all of a sudden you have four guys that go to the pros. Now you're you've got a team of eight or nine guys, and um, so you always got to. Uh, our job is to protect the program, and uh, to the best ability, we, we got to make sure that we have players uh, that can reach our goals and and keep keep our culture and, and keep everything uh, uh, where we want it. And that's competing for championships and conference and nationally. So um, with with Matt, I know, uh, uh, again, he had to make a choice. And he um, and was somebody I, I was hoping would be uh, uh, drafted this year and a pro. But uh, uh, we're going to cheer for him as long as we don't play Illinois. So put it that way
1: yeah have, have you seen this new he's calling it professional matt have you had a look at this new haircut that he's rocking now and he he i guess he decided to go to the summit or whatever some of these nba yeah. uh interviews he thought he should clean up a little bit how does it look yeah. is this look is this a whole new look that he has
10: yeah hey, you know uh um he came by the office today and i i was like who's the recruit out there and i mean You didn't recognize him. He looked 10 (laughs) years younger and uh, uh, a lot more professional. But uh, uh, anyway, uh, like I said, we'll be cheering for him and uh, hoping the best for him. And I know uh, at the same time, we're really excited about the uh, the young men that we have that are going to represent Baylor University this year. And uh, I know that uh, they're going to work really hard this summer. And uh, uh, with us having an opportunity to play in Toronto, uh, we'll give the guys that are new – an opportunity to put on a USA uniform and have a chance to win a a gold medal and at the same time uh, get some uh, playing experience and the defense uh, system.
1: Yeah, that global games, uh, that's pretty cool. When you get to represent the USA, and I I assume they'll give you – some uh team USA type gear that you can put on. How you you think back to that Italy trip y'all took. Was it Italy? Y'all went somewhere exotic yes, uh, somewhere in yes, Europe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, y'all didn't invite me. I think Ashley got to go on that one. But um <laughs> is that a uh, it, how in, how valuable can something like that be holding up in a foreign country? Now in yeah. in Canada they obviously speak our language, although it sounds a little a little different. Um but what, how, what can that do uh, for a team? Does, can it sort of jumpstart the season when you get an opportunity to go play in something like that?
10: Most definitely. And that's why the NCAA only allows you one out of four years to do it, because it is a big advantage. It's an advantage. One, you get playing games and you get that experience. You get 10 additional practices, so you get that experience. And then the other thing is you, 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 you're able to build and bond as a team. And that's something at the end of the day, uh, I know everyone, uh, 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 Top Gun, Maverick was a big movie this past weekend. And part of that, they're playing that football and it's called, what is it, dog fighting football? But that was part of team (laughs) bonding and building. And at the end of the day, you got to have teams that care for each other, love one another. They'll always compete and fight harder for each other. So, I mean, that's all part of it. When you're in a foreign country together, it makes you bond even more.
1: I didn't know you were going to make a Top Gun Maverick reference. I mean, I have to ask: Have you seen it yet? Or are you are you still waiting?
10: Oh yes, I have. So uh, I was a big <laughs> Top Gun fan, and uh, I liked the sequel. And you know, you got Top Gun Maverick, you got Road to Joy, the book. I mean, you can watch movies, you can read books. It's a great summer. Let's go.
1: Oh, oh my goodness! Now that was quite a plug there, tying you like tying the- your <laughs> book into Top Gun Maverick. <laughs>
10: Well, well oh I mean, Top Gun Maverick did only gross over $150 million or whatever this past, past weekend, so I know that was pretty popular. And the fact that you liked the book, The Road to Joy, and helped build Baylor basketball along with everyone else that came and supported us from winning years to the years uh, winning championships, uh, uh, excited to see everyone have an opportunity to relive and uh, uh, acknowledge some of those uh, uh, great accomplishments by uh, the people that helped build it.
1: Yeah, book signing, I uh, heard there were big lines and all of that, and uh, and so that was good. But bookstore recently, I'm sure you'll be on some kind of uh, – you'll be at all those Canadian bookstores. You could have some sightings <laughs> while you are over there for this global uh, competition. And, uh, hey, last thing I had for you real quick, uh, Steve Rodriguez uh, announces his uh, resignation. I know he was a big supporter of your program, and I remember him showing up at a lot of games Thought you might want to uh, say a word about uh, about Steve and and uh, and what he was able to accomplish at Baylor as he uh, heads on in his next endeavor.
10: Yeah, third third winningest coach in Baylor history, and had seven great years. Did a great job in recruiting uh, uh, people that represented Baylor the right way. And I know all the coaches really enjoyed him, and uh, uh, really enjoyed uh, um, uh, Kim, his wife, and and his family. He had uh, uh, two children. One's playing baseball, uh, Baylor, and uh, a daughter that recently graduated. So um, uh, Coach Rodriguez uh, uh, will be successful wherever God moves him and puts him. And um, I know uh, 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 I I can speak for all the coaches out there. He's a great man and great friend, and we're all cheering for him.
1: All right, Scott, um, I appreciate it, and uh, we look forward to uh – visiting with you soon, and thanks for kind of getting us pumped up. I knew you would be fired up about this Gonzaga matchup, and I know it's been out there for a while, we just didn't know the exact time and date and place and all that, so uh, we're, we're very excited, and I am looking at flights as we speak to South Dakota. Have you looked at the temperatures, by the way? I'm curious what the average temperature is December 2nd in, uh, in this area of South Dakota. Have you taken a peek or not?
10: Yeah, in the gym it's seventy-two and sunny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, good. That was a, that was a good. <laughs> that's a good response. And by the way, congratulations to your daughter. Shout out to her, big time graduate. Uh, and uh, uh, and 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 so I know y'all. I saw y'all in some of the uh, prom activities that were taking place recently. And so congratulations. I saw something neat you put up on uh, social media. Uh, and, uh, that's, that's just really, really cool. And, um, I kinda, I kinda thought I might know where she would end up, but I'm glad, I'm glad it's come to fruition.
10: Yeah, We're really excited about her being a Baylor. And, uh, obviously, uh, uh, I know she'll be at all the games cheering us on. So that's a great thing, but appreciate you, Matt. Thank you very much. Also, do people get, do they get Marriott points if they stay at your winter home in South Dakota? Or how does that work? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's right that's <laughs> triple points if you stay at Mosley's place in the Dakota South Dakota I may make I may go see the dead gum you know Mount Rushmore I'll make a big trip out of this I may put a whole junket together I
10: promise 72 and Sony at Mount Rushmore
1: though right <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for alright you, you bet there he
5: goes Scott Drew the uh, head basketball coach at Baylor University. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntexSportsFan.com.
0: Don't miss out on the Fiesta Delicious specials going on now at La Fiesta in Waco. From Fiesta fried ribs tossed in honey chipotle barbecue sauce drizzled with chipotle mayo to the all-new Lotes esquites jalapeno roasted corn. Plus, our new burrilla menu, exquisite savory dishes full of culture and tradition like the all-new burrito enchiladas. And don't forget about their all-new fried ice cream topped with chocolate caramel sauce. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Located on Franklin Avenue
8: in Waco.
5: Congratulations to the state champion Crawford softball team from ESPN Central Texas.
1: Jason Jennings uh, joining us on the Matt Mosley show. And we talked to Jason not that long ago and and had a great visit and um, talked a little bit about Baylor baseball. But, uh, Jason, the the big news today, Mitch Thompson back at Baylor. They say you can't go back home. That had to be almost a – Kind of a throwback moment for you, or a, a kind of surreal to to find out that a guy who um, helped recruit you all those years ago uh, is is at the helm for Baylor baseball. What were you up? Did you give it a little fist pump? How excited are you?
11: Yeah, I probably gave it a little bit more than a fist pump. I was, uh, <laughs> you know, on the on the phone quite a bit this past week, week and a half with Mitch and with some former players and just some of the was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to speak some of the Baylor admin and just, um, I mean, I just, you know, I can't say enough about Mitch. I I mean, he's been a huge part of, of my life and my family's life. And, uh, you know, with him and Smitty and Jonigan back in the day, they gave me my shot and helped me to, uh, you know, do the things I did. And I just, I couldn't be more happy for him and his family to, uh, to come full circle and, you know, and get his shot at, uh, at turning the program not necessarily turn it back around but just getting it back to to where you know uh, just us as a community as a baylor baseball program we feel like it, it should be
1: what was your main message uh jason when you got to talk to some of these administrators and and of course mac and others were uh were a huge part of that search committee what was uh, what what were you kind of emphasizing? And of course, you probably wanted to sit there and answer some of the questions they may have had for you. But what was the what what kind of came up the most when when you were being asked and you were s- sort of uh, speaking on Mitch's behalf?
11: Um, I mean, my main my main thought process was, and I, you know, I expressed this um, was basically why wouldn't Mitch get the job? It's kind of my thought process, and just because of what he did as an assistant under Steve, um, you know, just the, the knack he has for recruiting. Um, and that, you know, that was before he got into the JUCO ranks. And, you know, there's no argument that Texas has the best JUCO baseball in the country, arguably the best high school baseball in the country. You know, you throw Cali and Florida in there as well, but uh, there's no, there's no road in the state of Texas. Mitch probably hasn't been on recruiting and you throw the JUCO in there. Now there's just, I think that's really what he's gonna not only knowing the game and teaching teaching the X's and O's of the game and um, you know creating a, a good vibe, a good locker room, uh, surrounding himself with good people, to, you know, to run the show. And but I just think finding kids um, and not kids that stand out on a showcase sheet of paper or have a a pop time of this or exit velo of this. Like, who cares? Like, can these kids win? Or can they compete? Are they scared when it comes to crunch time? You know, give me a kid that can get 27 outs. I don't throw. I don't care if he throws 80 miles an hour. If he's a competitor and has a knack for getting people out and missing barrels, I mean, that's. I think that's what Mitch is going to excel at. It's just finding those type kids.
1: Talking to Jason Jennings about this Mitch Thompson hire, one of the all-time Baylor greats, and I'm just kind of curious. The first time Jason. You remember meeting Mitch, and I. And I'm just thinking, can you remember back to what kind of you know was it at a game that he came to to watch you? Was it on a visit? What was your first interaction with with Mitch Thompson?
11: Um, the the earliest I remember it was at Jesuit High School up in Dallas. We were playing a summer league game, and he came to watch me catch. I was catching. That was kind of my primary position besides pitching back in the day, and um probably honestly what I was better at as a high school player um but just um he came to watch me catch I ended up having a really good day at the plate that day and um just you know I was already kind of on their radar they were on mine and um I just you know it was once I went on my recruiting trip you know I had narrowed it down to pretty much Texas A&M and Baylor and it was back to back weekends and A&M was fine. It made a good offer. It would have been a cool experience, but the next weekend I went to Baylor and, and sat with Steve and Hoot and, and Mitch and they just, you know, they just make you feel like, like family. And that's, um, you know, Mitch has, has always made people feel that way. He has continued, we've, we've stayed in touch through all these years and um, I've had him come up and speak to some of my parents up here at our facility um just because he he has a good way with people and um you know he can he can relate to to anyone no matter what's going on he can and make you feel like you're somebody not just a number not just a recruit but actually part of you know part of something special
1: Did you, was the was the juco route ever something that appealed to you there's certain reasons some players and obviously with the. Uh, getting drafted, there are reasons some players go that route, or did or did the, uh, I guess it wasn't even really, we didn't call them Power 5 conferences back then, was it, was a bigger school, four-year institution, just uh, more appealing to you
11: at the time? Yeah, I mean, I, I had some options, it was called draft and follow back in the day, and uh, mm-hmm. Navarro wanted me and do kind of a draft and follow, where they, you know, you can I don't don't know how the exact rules work, but I just, me coming out of high school physically, mentally, um, just, you know, everything I wasn't ready for, for pro ball and the offer. I got from Baylor, the vibe, I got from Baylor, the chance to play as a freshman um, that I got to play, you know, at Baylor. And I just, listen, Baylor was not, you know, quote unquote, it wasn't the sexiest program coming out of high school had chain link fences. We had metal bleachers, um, nothing like you see nowadays. So, just that goes to show, you know, the kids they brought in, and because they didn't have a lot to, you know, the sales pitch wasn't wasn't as um, enticing as a, a UT or a Texas a or whatever. It was it was the people and the opportunity that you know we had as a as a squad and as a group. And I've talked to a lot of the former players this past week, week and a half, and we've had some text messages flying back and forth, and um, it just, I mean, it's like we never left and that's the vibe they created, that's the vibe that, that Mitch created, and I truly feel he will create again and just kind of reestablish that Baylor baseball culture that that we want, that we had as a group back in, you know, late 90s, early 2000s, and um, just I, I can't wait to, to see it happen again.
1: Part of that, Jason, was the crowds. I think Mac looked back at some of that old video, and even after you were finished there and they got the new ballpark in the 2005 trip, to the World Series, and then there was a, there were some really great teams in there. I think 2012 was one of them. I, I think they they desperately want to get back to that. They've had so much success in other sports, and for whatever reason, that place just wasn't – you can blame the pandemic or whatever – but it 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 wasn't the same sort of atmosphere and feel out there. Do you remember kind of when it started to turn for y'all? Like I, I, I for me, I can remember you pitching or you being on one of those staffs in one of those regionals, and and you just we just kind of knew it was headed somewhere really good. Can can you think back to a moment where Mitch and Steve like where y'all really felt like it was a big breakthrough for the for the program?
11: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, my sophomore year we, uh, we made it to regional. We went down to the University of Florida, and that, that was the last year of the regular regionals before the supers started up. And then my junior year was that 50-win year, and just the vibe, the crowd. We were up to number three in the country at one point, and it was kind of us. You know, Texas Tech was solid, Texas A&M was really good, and UT was. You know, UT is always UT. Everybody hates UT, so we had big crowds for them, um, but just. I mean the excitement and the noise and just the energy of that place when we had a big conference series. Um, I mean it's, it's something I'll never forget, and that's the players nowadays. They deserve that. The, the future players, they deserve that. The city of Waco, you know, the Baylor fans, they deserve that again. And um, I, I know Mitch remembers those days, and I know he's gonna do everything in his power to uh, to get it back to that.
1: Do you love uh, watching still college baseball? I you were a great, you had a great major league career as well. I'm just sort of curious when given the opportunity, and you got a a, a major league game on, or you got like these regionals. And I know it's hard to compare because we got a regular season game, but still, do you find yourself being drawn more to major league games, or do you get way into some of these regional matchups and then super regional matchups?
11: It could be it could be a midweek college game and 10 out of 10 times, I'm going to flip over to the college game. Um, You know, nothing against MLB. I just, it doesn't hold the same, um, I don't know, the same energy, the same excitement watching it as a fan, you know, perhaps because I know kind of the business side of the game, the the MLB game now. And I know that's not the case in college ball. Um, And I, you know, I just, those kids are, are playing for something and they're, playing for the university and you know MLB is more of a business and not that they're not playing for something they're still competing but I just I love the college game I always have Um, I love my professional career but it still doesn't compare to to my career and my time at Baylor you ever flirted with the
1: idea of of be you know getting into college baseball I mean it sounds like you you know obviously still have a passion for it you already are involved in in coaching and in, in an organization have an unbelievable facility up there in, in uh, far north dallas or frisco i believe it is I, do you ever uh, uh but if has it ever struck you as hey i would love to to be in 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 the dugout in a, in a college baseball setting have you ever kind of flirted with that idea
11: um i've thought of it i don't know if i've necessarily you know thought deep enough to pursue it i i love you know i love the pitching aspect, the game, you know, pitch calling, um, the, you know, mechanical stuff of pitches, you know, the intricacies when it comes to pitching, because, you know, it's not like I threw 98 miles an hour. I had to find ways to miss barrels and, you know, really pitch, not just throw. And I, that's what my passion is these days is teaching kids how to pitch. And, you know, I would love to do that at a higher level, but um, you know, it, it, my family is going to come first, and it'd, it'd be a huge life change for my wife and kids. And um, so, I think for now, I'll just I'll watch from afar, and hopefully get to see, you know, visit Waco and come down and see Mitch and the guys, and uh, as every chance I get. And um, you know, I, I know he's going to be welcoming to the, the former players because we're all still super close with him, and it'd be kind of like a family reunion
1: yeah it's uh I saw two lewiskys down at Texas now, and some guys really do embrace it, and uh, I think you would be great at it, but you're right. It would be a lifestyle change. I'm just trying to get you a job with Mitch, Jason, so I'm trying to I'm just throwing <laughs> <I'm pretty worried.
11: laughs> yeah I'm yeah. just
1: throwing <laughs> throwing some things out. Jason Jennings, one of the all times greats and the national player of the year when he was at Baylor and uh, just an unbelievable uh, uh person and pitcher. Uh, I, I saw something today. The Astros today, you know, beat the Rangers pretty badly, nine to two. And and in this game, I don't know if you've seen this yet. They threw two immaculate innings, same game. And by the way, it was against the same three Rangers. <laughs> the both both times. Now there's three pitchers combined to do this. I happen to be kind of watching a little bit at the time. The First pitcher did it. That might have been Maldonado, and then later I think a couple of relievers may have, t- have teamed up for it. um Did you have you seen that? And like being a pitcher, and and I'm sure you had some immaculate innings back in high school and maybe in college. Like how how rare is something like that?
11: I mean, super rare. Because I mean, who's you got to think there's at least going to be a foul tip or maybe maybe you get squeezed on a call. Maybe you're, you know, strike three, you try to punch a kid out and you're just a couple inches out of the zone or something. But, you know, it's just, it, it's really unheard of, especially multiple in the same inning. I know as a, if I'm the pitcher on the other side, I probably would have just sat down, just toweled off, just got a sip of water. I look up, <laughs> I mean, nine, nine inches later, I'm jogging back out to get warmed up for the next inning. So as a, as a pitcher, I'd be like, "Come on, guys! At least foul a ball off. Like, give me an extra ten, fifteen seconds to rest before I have to go back out." But <laughs> um, I think one is crazy, two, or multiple in the same game. I I don't know that I've ever seen that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, that is really yeah, it was it was something to behold. Uh, the immaculate inning, two in one game. Now I'm about to have Steve Smith on, Smitty as you call him, and, and, and others call him anything anything Jason you want me to bring up to him is there anything I can because uh, I uh, you know I I remember I, it, it should I thought that was neat to see Steve jump on Twitter today and and reach out and show his excitement for Mitch because even though it might have not been like the greatest at the end with those two it it was like an unbelievable run for a lot of years any anything I should bring up with uh, with uh, with with coach Smith
11: oh I don't know about on public air. I mean, we, <laughs> uh, no, Smitty's always been like a second father to me and he's, uh, always true to my, you know, my family, like, like his own. And, um, you know, he, Smitty, Mitch, Coach John, again, we call him, Hoot, Yeah, I mean, it's just, I can't say enough about those guys and the, the culture they created, the environment they provided for us as players and students there at Baylor and just as, you know, grown up as men and have helped. I know myself and my former, former teammates um, helped us become the people we are today, and so I'll I'll reserve any uh, discrepancies in pitch counts or arguments or actually I don't know if I ever argued with him, but um, we'll 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 save that for off air one day maybe. <laughs> Y'all had
1: some some disagreements on pitch counts. I love it. Uh, well, actually,
11: <laughs> how many I, how many I threw in a said regional game at University of Florida. But well, Smitty has a number, I have a number, but we'll uh you know, I guess we'll have to look back at the box score at some point. Uh,
1: okay. I like that. I can I can totally I can work with that. The baseball players have long memories, okay? And y'all they do. you do not uh, you do not forget. I, I saw Nolan Ryan earlier today, this was like the anniversary of a game when it went like fifteen innings and he threw I think he threw two hundred and forty three pitches. <laughs>
11: <laughs> oh, that's like a whole month for pitchers nowadays seems that's like r-
1: that's right especially early in the season you know it's like okay you got to get him out oh he's got a perfect game oh, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter get yeah. him out of the game yeah. he's thrown five innings get him out of there but uh can you imagine, yeah, I, I, imagine somebody <laughs> trying to take Nolan out of the game no. <laughs> He would send them right back to the dugout. But uh, I, I do think some days on like the like a day game when it's 95 or 100 or whatever, it uh, you know, now there's you can pitch indoors. The Rangers have the indoor option. I bet mm-hmm. you're... Are you a little bit jealous of that? Would you have enjoyed
11: that option? Um, I mean, yeah. Climate controlled versus, you know, 100 degrees on a day game, yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, I think sometimes the the natural air the natural grass you know I, I think i miss that sometimes and um but you know it's that day i'm talking about at university of florida it was over 100 and uh, to of defense he came out and checked on me like at the eighth ninth inning i said and i told him hey i'm fine and i had no idea how many pitches i had so i told him i was fine and i was shoot i was 19 years old 20 years old at the time so i really never got tired and i missed those days but um but yeah, we could have used an air conditioner that day in uh, in Gainesville, Florida, for sure.
1: <laughs> well, Jason, congratulations on uh, – that's so much fun to see somebody you, you care for and look up to so much and uh, uh, get a position like this. I think it's a great day for former Bears like yourself. So uh, excited for you, excited for the program. Uh, appreciate you doing this.
11: Absolutely. Anytime. You bet.
1: There he goes. Jason Jennings, one of the all-time greats, perhaps the greatest uh, player in Baylor baseball history, joining the Matt Mosley Show.